Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. This is episode 284 of Your Tech Life. And uh, great to have your company once again. If you're uh, downloading for the first time, welcome. Uh, you're joining a wonderful little community of uh, people who enjoy listening to the latest in technology news, information, uh, a bit of products, a bit of uh, interviews, and of course, help for you. If you've got a question about technology, problem with technology, does not matter what it is, happy to help. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au, or you can call 1-800-157-157. Now, we do have a couple of things tonight. We've got um, or this morning or this afternoon. I, I get it. Um, I'm going to have a chat to a man who uh, understands more than anyone how the uh, the drone revolution has had an impact on filmmaking. Uh, that's a whole bunch of fun, and um, you'll be able to see this man's work on National Geographic Channel from this weekend. Uh, we've got a bunch of calls to get through. Uh, lots of router issues, it feels like. Uh, so uh, we will um, we'll deal with those as we can later in the show. I want to talk about my A to Z of technology tips uh, that I've been uh, starting this week with Officeworks. Um, I've also got a couple of very cool products to talk about, which I'll do very shortly. Uh, a drone, a dock, and uh, an update to Apple TV. So all thanks to the good people at Garmin. Garmin Satellite Navigation GPS Technology. Doesn't matter what it is, um, they've got it. GPS technology is what they do best. It's uh, unbelievable what they can do with GPS these days, especially when you think about golf and uh, uh, swimming. And oh, I mean, everything sport is covered by Garmin. So tell you about them again shortly too. This is your tech life. Let's get cracking. It might sound crazy what I'm about to say. message I got about this product was from my brother-in-law Bradley on uh, Facebook. He said, we've got to get one of these. And I had a look and it was a drone. <coughs> Excuse me. And then I got more Facebook messages. I got tweets. I got SMSs. I got emails. Everyone pointing me to this thing called Lily. Now, Lily is not just your ordinary drone. It's, to be clear though, it's just a prototype. It's a concept. Won't be available till next year. But if you want to be Early in on it, 500 bucks will get you Lily early next year. It'll be at more than 1000 once it goes retail. Um, so why is it different? Because there's a bunch of drones out there. I've talked about many of them, but this is very cool. Um, I saw a drone at CES called the Hexo Plus, I think it was, and it uh, it interacted with your smartphone, and when, once you took it, flew it, it would follow your smartphone. It could do a bunch of things uh, in terms of following you. Well, Lily seemed to have done that with a few extra gimmicks. Now... First and foremost, it doesn't follow your smartphone. It follows a little kind of tracking dongle on your wrist. 
The second thing is it seems from the video that you can fly it by simply tossing it up in the air and it, 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 it gets from its accelerometers and the like that uh, it's in the air and it flies. It's waterproof. So if you're out kayaking, surfing, you take it with you and throw it up in the air. If it lands in the water, it'll just take off and fly. So that's all very cool. But importantly, it then flies following you. You can make it follow you. You can make it lead you. Uh, you can make it uh, loop around you. Anything. You can fly alongside you. A whole bunch of different things you can do. So um, a very cool little product, I'll be honest. And it got me very excited. I didn't order one. I, I resisted the urge um, because 530 US dollars, you know, 600 and something here, I just think that's a lot to invest in a product that's not going to come to early next year. So uh, maybe it's my next drone. Maybe that maybe that's what I worry about next year. But looks cool. If you're into your drones, check out the Lily drone. I've uh, written it up and got the video at eftm.com.au. And if you saw the video, let me know. I'd, I'd love to know what you think. Uh, do you think it's the next big thing or is this just a big drama? Because, you know, my concern, <laughs> my concern is people buy these things and, you know, they take it down the, uh, let's say, the, the headland up uh, off Sydney Harbour or something, you're flying it, and then it's following you along a walking track and it just hits a tree because it doesn't know what's around it. So when you're flying a drone, you can, you know, navigate around these things. So that's probably the big negative about the device, I think. But we'll have to have to wait and see um, whether or not that's uh, that's the biggest problem or the only problem, or you just never know. Uh, the Lily Drone, L I L Y. Uh, check it out, eftm.com.au. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your tech, tech life with Trevor Long. Now, I posted a photo on the weekend of a product, and I don't think I've ever had a reaction like this to a product on Instagram or anything like this. And it's a dock, a docking station for six devices. It's called the All Dock. Now, the one I've got is $169. Uh, it's, it's six devices. As I say you can pay more and get it in bamboo or other wood. You can pay less and get a smaller one, which uh, you know supports four or two or three devices. And the concept is very simple. Uh, single power cord uh, into the device, which then splits out into six USBs. You plug in USB cables that you have, uh, obviously from your devices. You, you weave them through the uh, through the dock, and then you easily are charging six devices at one time. Uh, honestly, people are clearly device hungry because this was so popular. It has been very popular on on the website and and on social media this week. The All Dock um, is available now uh, through an Australian distributor. Plus, it'll be in retail stores later this year. Um, I did have a question from uh, from a listener about the power certification. No, it doesn't have the, the tick from Australian regulators. It has FCC and European certification. Uh, the tick will come in the next batch uh, shipping uh, in the next few months. I have no qualms or concerns about it in that sense because it has all the, uh, all the relevant ticks in other countries. Um, but uh, that'll all come here. But five out of five for this one. Great-looking device. Easy way to charge multiple devices. And you get to choose what they are because you supply the USBs. So uh, plenty of other docks out there that have you know a large number of kind of cord outputs, but they're normally there for variety as opposed to multiple devices. So great little product, the All Dock, um, and I've put it up there at uh, of course eftm.com.au if you want to check it out. The All Dock um, coming soon to Australian uh, retail stores, but also available online right now. The link is at eftm.com.au. <laughs> 
cold this week and it's just started to hit me back. Now, before I tell you about Garmin, a big thank you to uh, Lurky Listener. I don't know what that means, but the, the review says going from strength to strength. Reviewed this. This is on iTunes. Uh, reviewed this back in 2010. Please just say Trevor and the podcast have grown older gracefully. Still providing practical and helpful info. Yada, yada, yada. A wonderful piece of feedback. I really appreciate that, Lurky Listener. Um, and uh, as well as Mel and Mark, uh, listen to the show overnight at work, informative, unbiased, and entertaining, recommend to all. Thank you for those ratings. Thank you for those reviews. It is sincerely appreciated if you can uh, jump onto iTunes and actually leave a, a small written review on a, fi- on a oh, five, preferably, star rating. Um, you know, hundreds of people have done that, and it's, it's sincerely appreciated because it helps other people find uh, this show. So I really appreciate that feedback uh, from Loki Listener, Mel and Mark, and uh, if you've got feedback, please get in touch. Uh, leave it on our iTunes store. Um, happy to read them, and I check them now and then when I remember, and it's uh, lovely doing so. Uh, you are listening to Your Tech Life. Follow me on Twitter, at Trevor Long. Is that the same one I just played? Is that a bit frustrating? Play the same one over and over again? My apologies. I just pressed a button, you know. Whatever. Now the Garmin Vivo Active is the uh, it's three hundred thirty nine dollar product. It's a smartwatch uh, to end all smartwatches if you're uh, into sports and activities because it'll do running, uh, cycling, swimming, golf, walking, anything you like. This device tracks it and it knows so much about your uh, your health and fitness. Easy to wear, uh, great battery life, and of course you know for golf fans or the golf courses if you uh, if you like tracking your cycling, your running, your swimming, and your walking, it's everything. The Vivo Active from Garmin, uh, available at uh, good sports stores uh, and uh, electronics retailers. The Vivo Active 339 is the price, available in a couple of colours, uh, black, white, and uh, and also you can get it uh, for 379 with a heart rate monitor. Uh, but a fantastic GPS smartwatch for the active lifestyle. With all those built-in sports apps, you can hit the ground running, uh, get clear information on the screen for... Uh, jumping in the pool, teeing off at the golf course, or just getting your steps happening through the day. The Garmin Vivo Active. Check it out, garmin.com.au. Now, the other thing I want to tell you about this week was Stan. Stan has come to your Apple TV. So if you've got an Apple TV, uh, turn it on if you haven't in a, in a while, and you'll find Stan pops up on the homepage. So right next to Netflix, in fact, so if you want to watch your streaming uh, TVs, movies, whatever they are, and Stan is your choice, uh, there it is on your Apple TV. So right there alongside Netflix, if you've got both subscription, you can now just use that simple little Apple TV remote to watch all the Stan content. They've got over 7,000 hours of, uh, of content on, uh, on Stan. And uh, I, I noticed the other day uh, Frontline is on there, the old uh, DGN Rob Sitch working dog style uh, production, the old current affair show. Uh, Mike Moore and the like, very good fun. I loved watching it. It um, <clears throat> it was uh, it was very very fun to watch. I watched a couple of episodes the other night with my wife on uh, on the Apple TV. So uh, Stan available now on Apple TV. And just some interesting stats: uh, Dig and Community continue to grow in popularity on Stan. They're always in the top ten. Better Call Saul is still up in the top ten. Um, with people binge-watching the series, probably Breaking Bad's continuously in the top 10 programs on Stan. Uh, and Justified is another show that um, has just been pushed up in the promotion there and is, is popping into the uh, into the top 10 programs on Stan also. So a real variety there of products, uh, of shows, titles, 
Uh, they've added a bunch of new movies, Edge of Tomorrow, Transcendence, The Rover, Broken City, Killing Them Softly and Sleeping Beauty. Uh, they're all in the top 10 movies now. And for kids, Adventure Time, iCarly, Victorious, Regular Show, Dora the Explorer and Lego Movie. Of course, very popular. Over 7,000 hours of content on stand. Uh, I quite enjoy it. So um, I've got my stand subscription. I've also got a Netflix and Presto subscription. So I'm, I'm all over them all. Um, but I seem to find the good Aussie stuff on stand. So I quite like that about it. So... Uh, if you're in, if you're into the streaming, I'd love to know which one you've chosen. Um, you're running one of them, two of them, none of them. Have you signed up and then cancelled? Let me know. Jump on the website eftm.com.au. Your tech life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Wherever you're listening, any time of the day, it is great to have your company here on Your Tech Life. Now, the drone. You know, I love the drone, and I found an interesting uh, new take on where the drone's having an impact on on society, let alone anything else, but in filmmaking. And it came to me uh, via a conversation I had with Canon, who have teamed up with uh, National Geographic Channel and uh, uh, partnered to, to produce a new TV show, which uh, starts this Sunday, uh, May 24, at 8.30 uh, Eastern Time in Australia on the National Geographic Channel, called Tales by Light. Now, it's the first television series produced by Canon, uh, Canon Australia, uh, and looks it looks to highlight... Um, some unbelievable photographers. And, you know, to do that, you need a, a great cinematographer and an emerging cinematographer, Abraham Joff, is on the line. He's behind it all. G'day, mate. How are you doing? Hey, Trevor. Thanks for having me. No, absolute pleasure. Now, uh, you know, first and foremost, let's talk about the, the series. Uh, yeah. Obviously, this is, this is a pretty special thing to be able to highlight the beautiful photography because a lot, the best photography, I think, is in nature. And then you think about, you know, the Attenborough-style documentaries of the world. It's all nature is the best place to highlight anything. And so to be able to use television to highlight, uh, you know, these kind of stories is a beautiful thing, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Look, it was, it was something that I've been very fortunate to spend time with some amazing photographers uh, on my travels uh, on different projects. And uh, a lot of people are very interested to, to see what happens behind the, you know, the behind the scenes. Yeah. And so that, is that essentially what the show – so let, let's say I tune in on Sunday night. I mean, I love looking yep. through Nat Geo, uh, the, the magazine, looking at photos. I love looking online at different photos on, you know, for example, the Canon website. But what am I going to see? So are you taking me behind how a photo is, is, is come about or are you showing me uh, details of that? What's the, what's the basic premise? Yeah, well, the basic premise is really uh, to follow the adventures of and the hard work um, that goes into some of the beautiful photographs we see uh, mm. and, and probably take for granted a little bit. Um, I, uh, as I said, have spent some time with, with some under, fantastic underwater photographers like Darren Jew, um, Art Wolf, a, a very uh, renowned um, cultural photographer. And, and uh, the questions people always ask these guys is, look, can I be your assistant? Can I carry your bags? <laughs> and I guess this is probably the next best thing for being there is hopefully feel like you're on the journey uh, with them. And, and now let's let's talk more specifically now about my mm. interest, which is in the drones. And sure. now you know you know you would know anything about my background, but you know I, I don't have much photo photography bent at all. But I I love the idea of a drone, so I got myself a drone. I, I've strapped the GoPro to it, and I love taking it out. You know, on a on a cliff face, on a, on a, at a national park, or at a yeah. you know water waterfall, I, I you know in the country, there's just it's just an amazingly different perspective on almost everywhere you've ever mm -hmm. thought of, and and for me, what I find amazing is that it's it, I'm just a simpleton, and I've been able to just create these you know somewhat okay, somewhat mm -hmm. beautiful imagery. How how do you use a drone in in filmmaking? Because that's obviously 
in the last, what is it, few years, let yeah. alone anything more, you used to have to hire a helicopter at, at tens of thousands of dollars to get yes. maybe a few shots. Yeah, well, it's, it's, you're right. I mean, it's, it's an incredibly freeing uh, time because in the past, well, not only would you have to hire a helicopter, but there are now shots that we're achieving that were never possible even with a helicopter because right. the closeness you can get to, to things, you don't have the wash that you know a chopper has, which will mm. blow people off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, we, we for example, with, up in Papua New Guinea, we climbed this scale, this huge volcano, which is actually in the first episode. And we envisaged this shot of, of the... The experience of climbing up the rim and actually peering over that first glimpse of inside the volcano, and to capture that, we we flew the drone up and it follows uh, myself and Darren up to the rim, and then the, the drone basically peeks over our shoulder and then goes over into the uh, into the crater. And that shot um, just played out beautifully, and it was that would not have been possible even six seven years ago. And, and it's the same with the um, the underwater stuff. You, you you can see you guys like jumping off a boat to to go underwater to see the photographer capturing the photos, but then the drone allows you to float, hover above a, yeah. you know a beautiful big whale, and and show. The, the bigger perspective, because that's the thing that a drone does, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It offers a big perspective. That's right. It's the, it's, the, it's the last piece in the jigsaw puzzle, especially for small crews. I mean, in the past, that the big establishing shots, as well as that different perspective, just really wasn't possible unless you had the, the mega bucks. But now, um, and, and again, that shot with the whales, with, with Darren Jew and the humpback whale, I mean, this tiny little drone, you know, 30 metres, 40 metres up in the air, would, would had, had no effect on the whales. They can't, mm. hit, you know, it's, it's, it's very small. You couldn't bring a helicopter down that low, and it would obviously uh, probably upset the whales. But we got his perspective, and you can really see the scale of Darren next to these huge animals, and that's, mm. it's a very powerful shot. So, uh, you know, in terms of filmmaking, let's, let's go back, let's say 10 years ago, yeah. you were able to convince you know, a bunch of photographers and a, and a TV channel to, to fund it potentially. H- how much different in terms of the number of people you would need to take to these? And this is not just one. You didn't go just go one place. You went to a large number of places. Yes. How many people less are you using today in a crew sense? Sure. Well, I mean, it's, there's, a, there's been an amazing um, explosion in, in not just the drone technology, but all, all this all, feels like all of uh, the tools of filmmaking uh, have just become much more accessible. And... Um, for us, we were travelling with a small crew, like a real skeleton crew. At times, mm. there were some trips that I made with just my drone pilot. Wow. So I travelled with a, a fellow called Toby Diong, and he's a, he's a very talented uh, drone operator. And a couple of trips, it was just him and myself, and we actually, you know, were producing TV um, with two people, which is pretty unheard of. Um, yeah. Most of the trips were three or four of us, but yeah, you're right. I mean, in the past, uh, and still today, some productions do require a lot more people, but for us, I was I was really trying to stay as low impact as possible, and a lot of the places we were going to were very, um, if we were dealing with tribes or we were with small communities or even wildlife, you don't want to turn up with, with you know, 15 people. It just has too much of an impact, yeah. and it affects the story that you're trying to tell. Do you do you see drone photography, you know, I don't know, on your Facebook feed, on social media and stuff from average people and think this is this is real. This is not just oh, professional there's, now. There's amazing stuff being done every single day. I mean, uh, I see I saw some footage, um, I mean yeah. The, the internet is just littered with, with amazing <laughs> footage that people are capturing and things that have never been seen from that perspective. Mm. I guess one of the, the, the negatives I guess is the democratisation of all this technology, the fact that anyone really can go out and, 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 and buy um, 
I mean, the, the cheapest little drones can be, you know, just a few hundred dollars. Mm. Um, there has been, obviously, with so many people doing it, there's been, obviously, you get a few cowboys and people doing the wrong thing, you know, crashing into bridges, flying them in where they shouldn't be. And so yep. that's sort of giving the industry a little bit of a bad rap. And, it, you know, I think people just have to be sensible and, and, and really try to do the right thing and, and uh, it'll keep it ongoing for all of us. And I think it'll level itself out. We'll go through this, this spurt, growth oh, spurt and, uh, and the Cowboys will do whatever they want, to, you know, wherever yeah. they want. But you know, people will realise that if you want a professional piece of footage done, you have to actually use an accredited uh, pilot and those kind of things. So well, let, me, let me ask you this. What, what yeah. do you use? What, what's your equipment? Let me get nerdy here. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, the fellow that flies with us, um, and I, I, I mean, look, I've, had, I've dabbled a little bit in myself, but um, for me, the sort of shot the sort of um, expertise I was looking for, I got someone was very, very experienced, and yep. he actually builds his own um, drones from scratch. So there's there's no brand there. It's just literally you can actually buy all the components, the motors, the the, the, uh, the brushless oh, gimbals. The, there there the, was a bit uh, there was a bit of footage in uh, I think in one of the episodes, if not just a, a preview that I saw. I think yes. it looked like a, a six six blade uh, kind of hexacopter. hexacopter. Yep. Um, yep. And, and so this is it's big enough so that so let's be clear for people that know a drone uh, there's three types of drones in my book the the the, the household drone the, the parrot style thing that flies around yep. the lounge room very good fun there's your the DJI phantoms which are you know amazing for the amateur to be able to get you know to great heights and great distance yep. and then there's these things which are they look more um, I don't know, they just more look more industrial because you do you construct yes. them yourselves but they're able to take a lot of weight and that therefore you're able to, to drop on it a basic a, a high end Canon mm. style DSLR I'm guessing that's right. and that's how you're getting because I look at the pictures and go jeez look at the quality of that far. yeah you well, know it's right. amazing we, we didn't want any sort of we couldn't have any difference in the, in the quality between our aerial shots and all the shots on the ground and under yeah. the water so um, the custom built rigs that Toby builds um, can can hold a one DC or a 1DX. Some of the some of the photographers too, which was quite uh, which was quite fun, was uh, we were flying the camera for Darren and for Art Wolf, and they were getting photographs. So we were actually using it as a, f- a photography platform, and we built that into the story. And they were getting new yeah. photographs that they'd never um, thought possible. So that was that was a different edge. Because as that's well. the thing, even for a still photographer, it's funny because I flew my drone for. I'm going to say three or four months just taking video all the time before I realized that, you know, I'm just using a GoPro, but before I realized I could shoot stills and video at the same time. And in fact, the stills are more rewarding because they last longer. You know, a video is something you've got to find the time to watch, whereas a still, even if it's just one out of a hundred, it can be that beautiful thing that that really sets it apart. And that's what I guess these photographers uh, learn and discover during Mm. the the filmmaking process here to, to send a drone up to a place where they can use their absolutely top-end, you know, beautiful quality uh, camera with their knowledge. And this is the thing. A photographer is not just a camera. A photographer is is someone who can frame, uh, understand light, understand the best aspects. And there's so many things about photography, and you would observe this every day during a process like this, uh, that they're able to just get to a different level. Instead of standing on a ladder and getting, you know, three foot in the air, they're able to, you know, stand 100 foot in the air, essentially, aren't they? Oh, that's right. It's it's very exciting, and I think we just we are just in the the baby beginnings of of drones and what they're going to bring to people. And I mean, God, I can't imagine where it's going to be in another few few years. Let, let me ask you: Having done, I mean, how how long was the process of filming this uh, this series? Yeah, well, Tales by Light, we 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 shot over the course of a year, wow. uh, over fifteen countries, uh, six continents, uh, traveling, f- capturing five different photographers from all very different, different different genres of photography, but mm. they probably all share 
uh, a few similar traits. You know, they're all outdoor adventure type yep. um, photographers, and and all have really dedicated their lives to their craft. So the sort of underlying themes that uh, that they all share, but. Um, but just an amazing experience, and we've—I mean, we really went from, you know, the, the cold uh, hill mountain uh, hills in the Himalayas, uh, chasing snow leopards, to Antarctica, to the hot deserts of Africa, and the jungles of Papua New Guinea. So it's—it's it's very diverse the environments and the subjects. Um, yeah, it's been so, a bit of a dream project yeah, let, for me, let, of course. Let me ask you one last thing, then. You mm. spent—you spent a year with a bunch of amazing photographers, and. You had the ability to take a drone on a lot of those shoots. Have you got any advice for uh, for a drone pilot to uh, an amateur drone pilot to to maybe understand the the best best way to get a at least half decent photography with uh, with your with your with shooting? Dr- yeah, well, look, I think look like anything. I think you take baby steps. Um, people probably you know want to jump steps one, two, and three, and, yeah. and I think learning how to, um, like you said before, starting on the smaller drones, actually getting good enough to fly one, and actually even before launching, there's simulators that you can that you can use on your laptop um, or even mm. on an iPad where you can actually, they're very realistic, and you can actually um, sort of train yourself. And then for me, simplicity in the shot is often what works best. Some of the most beautiful shots we got were, were not flying fast and swooping and trying to track around. It was just maybe a big the big opening establishing shots mm. or sometimes peering straight down like a eagle eye view uh, with maybe a little bit of rotation can add a little bit, bit of drama to the shot but some of the, the, the my favourite shots were the simplest um, yeah. but a, a big key and a big lesson I tell people is try to try to think about the shot you want to capture before you launch don't just send one up in the air and try to like see what happens I think you, you, you get much better results if you sort of try to think about your shot and then go for it it's a very, very good advice. Just take the time because often mm-hmm. rushing it is, is what ruins it. Take the time, use every minute of the flight. And, uh, yes. And, you know, the other thing is photographers don't take one or two photos these days, you know. Yeah. The, the digital is a beautiful thing. You can take a lot of photos and be disappointed by 99% of them. But that one, that yeah. one that you get can be the one that really you can be very proud of, I'm guessing. That's right. That's right. And, uh, no, it's, uh, I think it's, it's a... It's a it's a great hobby. I think it's a great hobby that people can enjoy, um, and it's it's just going to keep growing. Good on you, mate, and uh, good luck with the uh, with the screenings uh, this yeah. this weekend on on Nat Geo and onwards from there. Uh, looks like a fantastic series, Tales by Light. Congratulations and uh, and good luck. Thanks very much, Trevor. Your tech life with Trevor Long. All right, um, I find that drone stuff uh, amazing, and you have to watch that show on Nat Geo. It's uh, it's just stunning vision, really. Yeah, you, you'd be amazed with what they've been able to shoot with that drone footage. It's a high-end drone and high-end camera as well, but just beautiful stuff. Now, uh, you would have seen on uh, on my old tweets and Twitter and uh, and also on EFTM, and you'll see them over the next week or so. I've been uh, running, uh, I've been kicking off my A to Z of tech tips. Uh, now, this is something I'm doing in conjunction with Officeworks. Uh, Officeworks came to me and said, Hey, can uh, can you put together some tips for us? And they want to use them on their social channels and the like. And I said, as long as I can, as long as I can use them as well. Um, and it's very interesting because um, apparently, seventeen percent of Aussies are early adopters of technology. But when you think about it, that leaves a whole bunch of people out of the out of the loop when it comes to the uh, the ABCs of technology. So I partnered up with OfficeWorks and I come up with a list of. Uh, of just tips and ideas and things to just prompt your mind, especially if you're a small business or a home business or you've got kids 
at school. There's a whole bunch of things you, you can learn just by thinking about some of the basics of tech. So, look, I'll run through very quickly here um, my, my 26, obviously, A to Z. Um, and then at, on Twitter, at Trevor Long, you can follow me. I'll, I'll tweet a different one every day or so or a couple, of, a couple a day, and um, I'll publish them all over the next two weeks at eftm.com.au. A to E are already up there. So A for Apple, A for apps. I mean, obviously, there's apps that can control your door locks at home, uh, you know, track your keys, find your glasses, but there's there's a whole bunch of things there that, that, that apps can do that are just so much more than gaming. You know, a lot of people think of apps as just games, you know, Candy Crush or Words with Friends. You've got to remember, it can do so much more. So, you know, as a small business person, you lose your keys, you're, you're in strife. As a, as a busy mum or dad, you lose your keys, you're in strife. So those apps are very cool. Utility apps like invoicing and all that kind of stuff. So actually take the time to browse your app store. You might find some very cool things. B, for backup. There is no excuse for losing photos and files in today's digital age when you can back up your data to a hard drive in minutes. Opt for hard drives with an internal shock sensor and ramp loading technology for extra protection against data loss. So good little tip there when you're actually buying a hard drive to cut uh, between the different uh, products and brands. C, for cloud. Um, forget the white fluffy things. These days, the cloud could be the best thing for making your life easier. Cloud computing allows you to store and access data and programs on the internet instead of on your computer's hard drive. So making it easy for the perfect solution uh, for those on the go. Storing your mail, contacts and documents in the cloud makes them accessible from any device that's connected to the internet anytime. Uh, D for uh, drive. Uh, drive with the hands free. If your car doesn't have built-in Bluetooth for your phone, Grab a hands-free charger that plugs into your phone, answers your calls, and charge your phone at the same time. E, for environmental responsibility. Think about the environment when upgrading your tech. Be sure to drop off your old devices, and I mean computers, batteries, ink and toner cartridges, in-store at your local Officeworks collection box to ethically dispose of your e-waste. Facebook is uh, F for Freddy. Uh, Facebook is your friend. Facebook continues to dominate the social media landscape with 95% of social media users on Facebook. Uh, If you're a small business, use a Facebook page to geo-target people in your local area or people around the world by specific personal traits. Uh, G for Google, if you've got multiple people accessing and editing documents and spreadsheets, try a cloud solution like Google Docs. allows you to edit at the same time as well as see each other's changes in real time. Uh, H for Harry. Hosts, H for hosting, two-thirds of small to medium enterprises have a website. So if that's you, ensure you've got a good web host. They're not all made equal. The right web host will ensure a fast connection for your visitors and a reliable service. Your web host could be your most valuable online business partner. Uh, Information instantaneously, that's II for information. Excuse me, watch movies, TV shows, documentaries instantly with online streaming. Uh, We've talked about those. We talked about stands being available on Apple TV. You can use an Apple TV or a Chromecast to watch entertainment from any of your devices up there on your big screen TV. Uh, J for join. Join your devices together. Pair multiple devices to one Bluetooth speaker. So it's possible you don't have to argue with your friends over what music you should play. You can actually just both flick between songs. K for keyboard. You know, keyboards have come a long way. Ergonomic ranges are now available for those who spend long periods of time behind the desk. And while wireless keyboards are perfect if your desk's uh, cord clutter is starting to become a concern. Uh, L for laptops. Uh, We live in a versatile lives, so choose a laptop that can adapt to your needs. Convertibles 
are becoming an increasingly popular laptop choice with the ability to switch from laptop to tablet instantaneously. M for mobile. Is your office on the go? Connect every device in your mobile office with one simple connection using a Wi-Fi hotspot that can connect up to 10 devices super fast on mobile broadband. They're very cool, the Wi-Fi hotspots that allow you to actually connect all your devices together. Uh, N for Nelly, well, N for networks, because don't compromise on the hardware that supports your home or small business network. Quality routers ensure fast flow of information from computer to computer. I have to say this over and over again. It's a very important part of your business or home network. O for online. 69% of small businesses in 2014 reported their website improved the success of their business, which highlights the importance of having a digital presence to gain a competitive advantage. Google has recently updated its search engine rankings to benefit those who have a mobile-compatible website. So make the move or risk losing business. Uh, P for PayPal, uh, need to process transactions on the go. PayPal tap and go enabled card reader is specifically engineered for Aussie small to medium enterprises needing to accept card payments on the go via its PayPal Here app. Very cool stuff. Q for quality, sharing photos for business purposes. Remember that potential customers will judge your business on the quality of your photo. You need to invest in a professional camera. Your smartphone will just do the trick with the latest devices boasting powerful 16 megapixel cameras. Uh, record, R for record. Voice recording devices are quite possibly one of the handiest additions to a meeting or presentation. Simply switch the device on. It will transform audio into digital transcription, allowing you to sit back and take in what's going on around you. Uh, we're getting there. S for smartphone voice command. 676% of Aussies own a smartphone. So take advantage of the voice command features on iPhone and Android, Siri, Cortana, Google Now. These all should be your best friend and you can get set, you can set an alarm or send a text or schedule a meeting without ever lifting a finger. It's very cool and fun to do. So give it a try. T for tablet. If the reason you don't own a tablet is you prefer typing or writing notes, choose a tablet that comes with a stylus, uh, which can be like a mouse. Um, for businesses, consider how a tablet can enhance your customer's retail experience um, using your chosen payment app as opposed to a bulky cash register. U for uninterrupted power saves the day. A UPS is a tech essential. It provides emergency power during a mains power outage. An uninterruptible power supply will prevent data loss and allow the chance to shut down your device correctly. V for virus uh, virus and internet security protection is important not only for protecting you, but to protect, prevent you from becoming a victim of a scam. You can't put a price on your online safety and you certainly can't put a price on your files. Widespread wireless is W. Is there an area in your home office that has a poor Wi-Fi coverage? Try a wireless range extender to boost your internet speed in those black spots. Uh, X for X-ray visionary. X-ray vision in virtual reality is making waves in some of the most influential tech companies in the world. It's worth looking at how your business could potentially use virtual reality experiences to engage customers and generate some positive word of mouth. Yes, I struggled with X. Uh, y for yes to wearables. Uh, the new phenomenon uh, brought to us by Jawbone, Fitbit, smartwatches. Uh, they're here for good. Stay on top of your fitness, calorie intake, sleeping patterns using wearable tech to increase your overall health. And Z. For zero distractions. If you work in an open plan office, struggling to concentrate, perhaps try using noise cancelling headphones to help you focus on the task at hand. So that is my A to Z 
Do you know what? They're all going to be on the website, eftm.com.au. I'm going to tweet every single one of them. I did it with uh, with the support of Officeworks, um, a, a good, fun little project there to get you thinking about different things in, the, in your tech world and your tech life. Uh, this is Your Tech Life. Follow me on Twitter, at Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Wherever you are, follow me on Twitter at Trevor Long. Go to the website eftm.com.au if you want to get in touch, say good day. Anything about technology, it does not matter. Happy to have a chat. G'day, Miguel. Hey, how you going, Trev? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. What can I do for you? I'm looking into, so I took your advice and I looked into Netflix and Stan and I'm loving it. Uh, Only problem is uh, router is old and crappy and... um, doesn't reach all the corners of the house. Yeah. Well, so hey, being, before we um, get to routers then, what uh, what's your view on the uh, Netflix versus Stan? Are you still in your 30-day trial period with both? Uh, no, I've, put, I've, I've done my first month, so I'm into the second month. I've paid a month now. Of both? I'm loving it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And do you have any for other girls, subscription television? For the, uh, no. Uh-huh. I, to be honest, I'm a bit of a... I used to... Uh, Back in my day, I used to download a bit, but I've, I've stopped that. Um, and the only thing I did have is I share my parents' um, Foxtel Go app for yeah. the sports. Yep. And so you're kind of familiar with the idea of, you know, streaming content. So you know about yeah, data absolutely. uses and all that kind of stuff. Uh, okay, good. Well, yeah. do you think you'll stick with them both, or do you think you're just going to play it out for a few more months and see which is better? Yeah, look, um, at the moment, I'm loving both. I, the, I like the stand because it's got a lot of the Aussie shows, the underbellies and that. Yeah. A lot of the American stuff won't have. Yeah, yeah, um, cool. So I quite enjoy that. But then Netflix, yeah, you can't go wrong with, with, the, with the stuff they got in that either. Nice. So, and actually, what, for the girls, the girls yeah. love the stand. Like two the little toddlers and um, yeah. a lot of kids shows for that. Mate, mm. I, my kids love Octonauts, and we've recorded every episode of Octonauts that exists on our Fetch TV box. <laughs> But just to be able yeah. to show them that they could choose Octonauts on the menu from Stan was pretty cool for them when I was playing with Apple TV on the weekend. So, so what yeah. um, what sort of internet connection have you got at home? Uh, I think it's uh, ADSL two. It is ADSL two. Okay. And you you feel like you're getting enough speed out of that to because ha- the thing is you could, I guess, if you're getting good enough speed at the router end, then you really it's all about pushing the pushing the boundaries of the Wi-Fi. What devices are you using at those other ends of the house? You know. Um, so the internet's hooked up to the PC, obviously, and then the um, in the lounge room I've got uh, Wi-Fi set up for the TV. So it goes through a Blu-ray. I don't have Apple TV, yep. but I've got a Sony Blu-ray player that has Netflix and that on it. Yep. Um, so streaming that, and then it's just a tablet around the house, and then we've got a Chromecast. So old phones we use on the Chromecast and another nice. TV. Yeah, you've got you've got it set up. Well, look. Oh, th- so the thing is, um, you know, there are they, they've actually made it really easy to pick modems and routers these days. And to be clear, yeah. you don't need a new modem. Modem's fine. It's re- okay. and this, I say this a lot to people. The the modem really these days, unless you're changing internet style. So if you go from ADSL to cable, then you need a different modem. But within your household. Yeah. It's a different network, right? So your actual household network is determined by the router. And it's good to separate the modem from the router because then you have a bit more control. So if yeah. you walk into a store now, uh, you know, I've talked before about the Netgear uh, Nighthawk range. It, it looks like a stealth fighter. And then D-Link, yeah, have yeah, got their, D-Link have got this big red one that they call the ultimate Wi-Fi. Again, it looks outrageous in design with these big antennas. That's what you want. Right, you want one of these okay. dual band, tri band, 
AC routers. AC is the critical thing because that's future-proofing you, right? You may not have many um, devices that can connect via AC, but trust me, in a couple of years, you'll have upgraded here, there, and everywhere, and AC will be the benefit. AC gives you better speed and better distance. Wireless N gives you better speed and distance over B and G, but not as good as AC. Um, the other thing these new modems have, new routers have, is a thing called beam forming, which allows you to your your, your Wi-Fi to be kind of really pointed at a device, and it, it does that using all smarts inside it. But again, you get that just that little bit of benefit. And I would suggest that uh, are you getting like one bar of Wi-Fi or no bars in the end of the room, end of the house? Um, one bar, I think, yeah. towards toward it's just the corners of the house really where we. Like, the one is curved lounges right in the corner, corner of the curve because there's no reception whatsoever. Yeah, it's quite so annoying. I think that upgrading the router is a smart thing to do, regardless, given the streaming nature yeah. of your household. If that doesn't give you the total coverage you need, then you simply need to put a, a, a little Wi Fi range extender in the middle, in the best part of the house, and that'll bump it up to the corners as well. But, you know, you pretty much can't go wrong. But you are going to have to spend between three and $400 on a, on a good router. All right. You know, this is not yeah. a cheap thing, uh, but it's going to last you several years. It's an investment in your home network uh, and one that you will get dividends from pretty much from day one. Awesome. Good luck, man. Now, you quickly, you had another question uh, about uh, editing photos on a PC. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm a hobby photographer as well. So yeah. um, I'm and I use a PC for all my editing on Lightroom. Yep. So my question was, um, I've, I've never had a laptop to be honest. But I'm considering getting a laptop for just some um, basically a mobile station that I can edit while I'm basically good looking after the girls in a different house. Yep. So I'm not locked in my study um, because obviously they run around. So. Just wondering if, and the other thing I was looking at is um, a friend of mine has a Lenovo. I think it's a Yoga Two, yep. and I realised that that has like it's like a two in one. So it's like a laptop, but it's also oh. you can flip it around. So it's like a tablet too. Yeah, it's a convertible, so it moves around. It flips on yeah. back on itself. It lies flat. There's a whole bunch of things. The Yoga Three is even better. Same concept. Yeah, flipping around and everything. Um, you know yeah. the the good thing about the Yogas is you can get a, an i7 processor in them, and that's what you want. I mean, yeah. I. I Bottom line with you and a laptop is you need to make sure you've got a bit of speed and performance there. So, again, it's an investment, but, geez, it's worth it. So get an i7 yeah. processor from Intel. Uh, make sure yeah. you've got something that's got USB 3 so that if you are transferring files, for example, this little portable Samsung SSD hard drive that I've got, it's USB 3, and you could transfer 500 gig of file in, in almost no time. And, you know, you're dealing with big yeah. photos here, right? Um and really, then it just comes down to comfort. And I agree. The to be honest, I'd I'd probably go one up from the Yoga Three, and I'd go to the the X One Carbon. It's it's just next level stuff in terms of the the screen, in terms of the build quality and everything. But again, you're paying big bucks for these things, right? So you need to you need to decide what you can afford. But find the one that you like in terms of form factor, and then spec it to the hilt, mate. Spec it up with RAM and and processor, Intel Core i seven. Yeah. And try and get yourself 16 gig of RAM because then you're going to fly through photo editing. Yeah, fair enough. And, and it'll, it'll set Cheers. you up because you will want to do video editing at some point too. 
Uh, yeah, that's true. That's the next step up, isn't it? Exactly. Anyone with a with a half decent uh, digital camera these days, I've only just started shooting video on on my little DSLR, and do you know what? It's just so much better. It's beautiful, and yeah. uh, and you realise yeah. that you can do some amazing things, whether it's just with the girls or or whether it's out and about doing other amazing things. So, well worth the investment, Miguel. Beautiful. All right, mate. Thanks for getting Cheers, in touch Trev. and enjoy. Let me know how you go. We'll do. Cheers, Trev. Thanks, mate. And you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Download every week and follow me on Twitter at Trevor Long, as I think my next caller does. G'day, Vaughan. I certainly do, Trev. I um, follow your tweets and I've been listening for many years. How you're, are you? you're a loyal man. I appreciate your support and, uh, and ongoing downloads. Mate, what can I do for you this week? I've got to confess that, Trev. No, no. I'm not monogamous. I listen to your friend as well. That's okay. Stephen? <laughs> yes, yeah, Stephen. Oh, as, long as, as long as it's Stephen. There's others who people may think I'm friends with, but I'm not. Uh, uh, but, I, but I keep it strictly between the two of you. That's fine. Are you, are you, uh, are you engaging in uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech as well? Uh, no, I must. I don't listen to, to Tech Guide. Um, oh, you for listen? some reason, yeah, Tech right. Guide isn't um, downloading on uh, on my podcast player. Well, this is an outrage, but, um, but as long as you're getting two blokes talking and, tech, and, um, I'm okay. Your tech life are. That's all that matters. Let's be honest. Yeah. Don't tell yes, Stephen. Yes. Twenty bucks. Someone's no. gonna someone's gonna email Stephen and tell him I said that. Someone will tell him. Someone what can I do for you, mate? Yeah, I know this isn't your great strength in life, Trev, but it's. Less of a strength for me. Hmm. Gaming. Hmm. Gaming. I love it. I just don't have time for it. No. Well, I don't have time or interest. But um, I have a daughter who's nine who is obsessed with, you guessed it, Minecraft and The Sims. Get into it. Oh, and Minecraft and what? The Sims? And The Sims. Oh, right. Okay. Um, The Sims is something she plays on her iPad. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, on her iPod, and I don't I know whether she plays that through YouTube, like through um, Safari or through an app. I think it's an app. It's an app, yeah. You know, it's an app you download. Yeah, but the um, but she also plays Minecraft. Now the question is, I don't want her playing with other people. I don't know when you play it on an iOS device. Yeah. Um, it's only people on your home Wi-Fi network that she yep. can play with. That's fine. I'm happy for her to play with the little friends. Definitely. But I don't want um, predators playing with her on the internet. So um, she uses a PS3. She lives with me half the time, with her mum half the time. So when she's at her mum's, she uses a PS3. Yep. Would you be going for a PC-style platform or would you be going for a PS3 or an Xbox? Like, what's the difference between them all? Well, it's a great question. Um, the One of the first challenges I, I'd, I'd offer you is that, unfortunately... Your your lives in each in each platform don't carry over to the other. So <clears throat> Minecraft, for example, if you earn a lot of achievements and different things in on the PlayStation platform, they're not going to carry over if you've got an Xbox at Dad's place. So that may be one deciding factor in in just going down the PS3 route. Now, but does that mean sorry to interrupt? Does that mean she'd have to carry the disc between each no, house? No, no. You you just have your version of the game, but it's the login. So you'd have like a, a PlayStation Network tag. She'd use that at both places, and as long as she's not logging at the same time in both places, it'll work perfectly. Um, and does that give her access to other people on the network, or just to her? So Minecraft works in in, in two or three ways. First way is it's all very local. So in fact, thinking out loud about what I've just said to you. 
the the worlds that you create, so the the, the environments and the things you build live on the yeah. actual PlayStation. So she wouldn't be able to act. She'd have different worlds at your place to mum's, and it, it, that'd be fine. Um, she'd get used to that. So in that case, it probably doesn't matter whether you get an Xbox or a PlayStation. They're all the same. It's just Holden versus Ford, right? But the big concern you have, which is absolutely valid, is the the kind of online uh, interaction with others. Now, my rule is very simple. It ain't happening. No. Yeah, you don't connect it. It's not a problem, is it? That's correct. Now, I see absolute amazing potential in Minecraft on a uh, in a shared environment. So, for example, now this is a little nerdy, but I I also wanted to understand Minecraft, so I started playing it, and I set up a server here at home. It's actually not hard yeah, to Minecraft do. Minecraft server. Yes, it's not actually hard to do, but it's just a little bit complicated and a, and a bit of a pain in the bum now and then. So what Jackson and I, Jackson's eight, um, mm. on, a, on a Sunday afternoon, if the two little ones, are, if it's a rainy day, two little ones are watching Octonauts, we'll play Minecraft yeah. for half an hour. So I can I yep. can be in the same world as him. We can walk around. We can build things together. All that kind of stuff. It's beautiful fun. It's awesome. Now because I have the server, I've actually said to him, "Here's the address. Give it to your mates. Happy for your mates to play on our server." Yeah, because then you can have control over who's around. Correct. I've actually got a screen in my office which shows me the Minecraft server. I can see who's logged in now. None of his mates are at that point yet of understanding what a Minecraft server is anyway. Um, mm. And on on your uh, on a PC, it's very easy to do the multiplayer thing and to control that stuff. But again, the bigger problem is most of Jackson's mates play Minecraft on the Xbox, and you can't join an Xbox uh, console with a PC game on a Minecraft server. It's just so complicated; it's a bit stupid. And I actually hope that you know, that Microsoft doesn't ruin. Minecraft having bought it, but I hope they improve it by just bringing all the platforms together. Have Microsoft bought Minecraft? That's they? correct, yes. They spent a I lot of money. A, I can see a marriage coming between the PC and the Xbox. Well, there, I mean, there is already a very very clear marriage there, but but the problem is nothing links together yet. So it's probably still no, a little that's way more off. more likely to link than Sony and Microsoft, wouldn't you think? True, but, but Mike, the Minecraft is successful on every platform. They'd be mad to isolate right. themselves to any one. So, and also, I think there's probably a big big move not to change it too much. So anything they do will just be a, a, an improvement. So bottom line, all that means is that there's a complicated answer to your question, which is there isn't a simple way to decide PC versus Mac versus Xbox versus PlayStation. Really, um, uh, the games that she's playing, Minecraft, The Sims, they're all available on every platform. So you could probably go, you can avoid buying the latest. So you don't need a next-gen Xbox One or a PlayStation 4. Easily, you could you could get away with an Xbox 360 or a PlayStation 3. And the good news there is just go to EB Games and get a... Um, get an a refurbed one. Yes, that's what I did for a PlayStation because, 3. Well, I'd, I'd looked at the prices. I think from memory, I, I could be wrong, but I think it was 299 for a brand new one hmm. or 200 for a refurb with 12 months warranty. Why would you pay the extra 100 Totally. And look, if you if you say to them, then these are the games you want, you might find that you can get the games cheap as well. So I wouldn't worry about the console. I'd just get a PlayStation 3. Um, it becomes, and, and because then if there is a game she gets, she can. So that more yes. than one kid can play in the one yep. household. Again, I, we, we've got an Xbox One and I only had one controller. So on the weekend, went to JB, 70 bucks, got a new, new controller. Now that's uh, an official Microsoft one. There's cheaper ones. JB Hi-Fi have a bunch of kind of aftermarket controllers for PlayStation 3. Just get a couple so other kids can play. 
The PlayStation 3, I'm feeling, is the best option because if, if you buy a game for her, she can take the disc to her mum's and she can play it there as well yeah, yeah. so that you don't have to buy things twice. Because, I mean, that's that's not a great situation for you to have to buy a game every time mum buys a game and all that kind of garbage. So, yeah. And the other thing, too, is does the PS3 have to be connected to the network to update its software? Yeah, it does. Uh, and you get that all the time. But it's not connected to the network in a gaming sense. So all you need to do is is have it connected to the internet to get all its downloads. And frankly, mate, just pay attention. Just watch what she's yeah. doing. Uh, never let her use a headset um, because then if there's any sound or any other people there, you can hear it as well. So if she does accidentally stumble in an online world, you know about it. But you can normally tell they're in an online world because there's a lot of chatter on the screen. There's a lot of extra things come up on the screen. Name tags come up. All these different things start happening. So it's really just a keeping your eye on And she's just playing PS uh, Minecraft. Do I even need to worry about connecting to the internet? Like, can I just, do I need to even update the PS3? You know, once you've got it running, no. You know, you could go go without connecting it at all. So get it installed, get it running. Uh, you're probably going to download Minecraft anyway, and then just unplug the network cable. Plug it in once a month and, and update it if there's any software required. Right, okay. So that's all I need to do. And it's easy to do the update process. Mate, when you when these things are so annoying, when you turn them on, they, they tell you they need an update. And the most annoying part about that is for me, who's someone who casually games, uh, it happens all mm. the time. It's like every time I turn it on, I've got to do a... 15 minute update so if you play it every day you don't notice because it just happens so it all depends but you, but do you, you actually have, have to do anything or does it no, do it automatically does it automatically all comes down automatically so i just it'll and it'll come with a network cable it'll go straight into my router it might not come with a cable but you can get those pretty cheap yeah but i don't i just it's literally plug and play i don't yeah. have to worry about changing it, it'll, it'll talk you through it it's all it's all there's a network configuration all very easy to do Right, okay. No, be sweet, so, well, mate. I'll probably You'll go with PS3. Don't be afraid of it. Just be vigilant in your in your supervision of your daughter. That's that's really the best you can do. Yeah, because you can't set any settings to stop her going into online I, worlds. Can I, you? I look, there are parental controls. So spend some time reading about them. I haven't done them on any of the consoles, I'll admit. So I'm not an expert in it, but there are definitely parental controls on mm-hmm. on the PlayStation. Right. Okay, so so it might even be that I can get EB Games to uh, plug it in and set the parental controls for me. Yeah, you might be pushing your luck with a $200 purchase, but I think you'll Could find be. there'll be some very easy, handy guides online that'll help you with that stuff. Right, okay. No, that's it. that sounds good. And are there um, are there tech companies at all, if I have a difficulty with that, that can give me a hand at all? Yeah, good question. I mean, Gizmo don't come to your home anymore. Uh, Geeks to use probably the only one I'd think about. Yeah, um, you'd probably pay a hundred bucks or something, and someone you come probably out and would do it. Honestly, Vaughn, yeah. you're a smart enough bloke. I reckon you could work your way through it. It's not complicated. You just okay. need to give it time. Yeah. All right, mate. No, thank you very much for that. Good luck, mate. Appreciate it. Get into Minecraft. Well, she's not there. Play Minecraft. Trust me, you'll love it. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. All right, Vaughn. See you, buddy. And if you've got a question, uh, get on the website eftm.com.au. If you've got a question about technology, problem with technology, doesn't matter what it is, you can get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Kath. Yeah, hi, Trevor. Um, yes, I have a very frustrating uh, problem. Mm-hmm. I have um, my. I have to reboot my internet, my modem, every mm-hmm. morning, what? every day, maybe two, three times a day. Um, 
it's it's very frustrating. Um, what I, what I sort of internet? Do you know what idea. sort of internet you have? Do you have ADSL? Do you have cable? Uh, do you know what it's, sort of it's, internet? It's Optus Cable. Optus Cable. Great. That narrows it down nicely. Now, I'm guessing you've been in touch with Optus. I've had Optus have come out three times. Oh. They have they have given me a new modem. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing's made any difference. Mm. Uh, what they've said to me is that I must have an electrical fault oh. somewhere. That's a good way to pass the buck. That is. Now let's let's narrow this down a little bit further. What devices uh, have you got on your network? So what, how do you know it's dropped out? Ah, uh, well, you can't get onto anything. What, you and what are you using? Your, what what device are you holding in your hand? A computer or an iPad or a laptop? What are you using? I have um, a, an older computer, mm-hmm. but I mainly use my iPad, mm-hmm. and I have a nephew who lives here, and he has a laptop. Okay, now and, and nothing gets it. Now, but, is your nephew's laptop uh, using wireless as well? Yes. Uh, and what about the older computer? Is it plugged into the modem or using wireless? No, dear. So oh, what dear. I'm wondering well, is what I'm I wondering. Using wireless. Which is which is probably that's what I think as well. So, Kath, here's what I want you to do. I want you to talk to your nephew, and I want you to get that nephew to get a cable um, and plug the laptop into the modem. All right. So when you think the internet's down, so when it's giving you problems, I want to I want something to be plugged into the modem and try and access the internet. Because what we need to diagnose here, Kathy, is is it your is it the internet coming into the house that's broken, or is it the internet within the house, as in the wireless network that's broken? Does that make sense? Yeah, I understand and, that. And so yeah. the best way to do that is to plug a, a laptop, for example, into the modem. Now, if the laptop is able to get on the internet, no problems. But your iPad isn't, then there's something wrong with the Wi-Fi network. And and that, that I know that that doesn't help straight away. It just helps narrow down the problem. So if that's the case, then I would recommend you look at getting a, a different and most likely better router. Now, the router is different to the modem. The modem is simply the thing that connects your house to the internet. The router is actually built into your current modem. It, it's the thing that sends the internet throughout the home. What I'd like to see yeah. is whether or not if you get a new router, you can actually provide a better network within your home. But, but that all relies on you doing that test with your nephew, plugging into the modem and finding out what, whether it connects to the internet when you think the internet is down. Does that make sense? Right, I see. Yep, yep, yep. Now, what so I'm, if he doesn't have a cord, if he doesn't have a cord, they're not hard to get. They're, they're two dollars right. at a J Car Electronics or something. Um, yep. And here's what I'm prepared to do: as soon as you've done that test with your nephew, I want you or your nephew to email me and say, "Listen, Kath was on the phone. We tried this yep. and it didn't work. If it doesn't work, I will then represent to to uh, Optus on your behalf and say, "Listen." You've had three people go out and it's not fixed. Fix it. And we'll see what we can do. Right. So I'll get him um, to get the cord, try that. Plug and it in. And if it works on him but not my iPad, mm-hmm. well, either way we'll let you know. Yes, you, absolutely. I, and I'll give you the next step. That's perfect. And what I'll do now, yes. Kathy, is I will, I will reply to your email so that you've got my direct contact and you can let me know how that test goes. 
Oh, that's wonderful. Good on that's you. given us oh, Honestly, I, I'm just so frustrated. I, oh, just, I can I imagine. didn't know where to turn. Well, let's hope. This is one of the last turns in this journey for you, okay, Kath? Oh, I certainly hope so. <laughs> All right, Kath. I really appreciate that, Trace. No I'm worries. Well, you, back you, you, stay, you stay there. I'll get in touch, and we'll, we'll try and sort you out very soon, okay? Okay. Okay, thanks, Trevor. And if you've got a question about technology, jump on the phone, 1-800-157-157, or go to the website, eftm.com.au. Thank you for listening. Get in touch anytime. If you've got a question about technology, problem with technology, or you just want to have a chat about anything technology, jump on the blower. Uh, go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Lee. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Well, thank you. What can I do I'm, for you? I'm a little older. I'm not very computer-orientated, no. but I know it's very important. I heard something on Mother's Day, and the fellow had invented something that is going to protect our kids, our grandkids. Um it ended in Buzz, I think. Oh. His name was David, I think. I'm sorry, I just don't recall, but I do hear something, but huh. I don't remember everything that I should. So, now, and I'm um, just wondering, how do I get a hold of this, or do I put my name down to get one of these? Because I think it would be the greatest thing of all time to save our kids. So what do you think it does? It remind, tell, talk me through what, you, what your impression does, of what man, it is. Man, the man's name was David, hmm. And he had a couple of boys himself. It's, it controls the electronics that the kids use, that you can control them all. Like you can time them and sort of say how much time they do on them and, and protect them a little bit. Okay. so and, Maybe and I misunderstood. Maybe no. I thought more of it than what it was. I don't know. Hey, look, you never know. Do you, um, do, you, do, you, uh, do you think it was a single device or was it an application on your, on your smartphone, do you remember? It was an application that you could have mm. and you could trace everything. Um, the gentleman was, uh, had perfected the software and it, and it was going to be on the market in six weeks. Right. Well, I I doesn't ring a bell, uh, but I'm going to put it out. I'm okay. going to put right. it out there. Maybe if, I made it up. <laughs> no, no. Let's be clear. It could be it could be anything. Let's let's put it out there. Anyone that has heard of this, just jump on the blower. Let me know, and I will get directly back in touch with Lee, and we'll find out what it was, so that you can keep your grandkids safe, Lee. Yes, that's, that's right. All right. From all those other things that are out there that yeah. we I don't understand anyway. It's a but pretty anyway, it's a pretty okay. scary future we have ahead of us, isn't it? Okay, that's right. right. Thank you very, very much. Good on you, Lee. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Lee. Thank you. And if you've uh, got a a thought about what Lee was referring to, I think she might have been listening to uh, someone else on the radio, maybe. (laughs) Um, But if uh, if you've got a thought, you heard what Lee heard, um, I'm happy to get back in touch with Lee, but not quite sure what it was. So um, keen to help her out if I can. You're uh, listening to Your Tech Life. Well, my voice is basically gone. So that's the end. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. I uh, appreciate your support each and every week. Uh, Stephen Fennick and I will be back tomorrow with uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech Live here from the EFTM studio after some Texas ribs. Um, we're going to have a, a nice dinner. And then we're off to China next week. So absolutely unsure about next week's show, if I'm honest. Don't know when and how I'm going to get a show out. But I'm going to CES at the start of the, the week in Shanghai. Uh, hopefully we'll find some cool stuff there to tell you about. And then we'll move to Beijing for Lenovo World. So lots of stuff to talk about. Bring all of that to you as we can, if we can, depending on the uh, the Great Wall of China, Great Firewall of China. Um, love to hear your thoughts on everything going on in the world of tech. Always jump on Twitter at Trevor Long. Say good day, say hello. It's easy. 
or go to the website, eftm.com.au. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Talking technology without the jargon. Your Your Tech Tech Life with Trevor Long.